You're listening to the Grace Covenant East Lincoln Audio Podcast. Well, grab your sermon notes, grab the uh, little annual report. Let's jump into the message this morning. Let me say as well, it's great to have today our uh, East Lincoln Church family and our Statesville Church family. We are one church that meets in three locations. So today we have Grace Kevin East Lincoln, Grace Kevin and Statesville all joining us in this service. Why don't you join me in just welcoming our church family on the other side of the lake and to the north. Great to have them. You know, with technology today, there's so many things that we can do, and so it's good to have the whole Grace Covenant family coming together this morning. Today, we're going to do a couple of things. One, we want to look back to 2017, and we want to give thanks for all that God has done. Psalms 96.3 directs us to this, Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all the people, for great is the Lord. And most worthy of praise. So we're going we're gonna to give God praise today, but we're also going to look forward to the year before us. We want to be those who celebrate the past, but how many of you know you can't camp out in the past, right? You don't want to get stuck in the past. Uh, so we're going to look forward as to what I believe God's inviting us into in this uh, coming year and the years that are ahead. We want to be those who move in expectation, but act with intentionality. We say it one more time. We want to move with expectation. We want to act with intentionality. The scripture in 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. No eye has seen, ear has heard, even mind has conceived. The great things, the greatness of what God has provided. Again, notice it says, for for those who love Him. So this verse is about us, right? Let me ask you a question. How many of you love God? This verse is your verse. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has even begun to conceive. To think about the greatness of what God has prepared for us. And we're believing this year for greater opportunities and greater kingdom impact. So let's begin this morning with the annual report. A lot of numbers. Numbers are important because they represent people. At the end of the day, it's about how are we moving the kingdom forward. So as you look to the front where it says 2017 annual report, um, I celebrate the fact that in 2017 our tithe was $5.8 million and change. Our expenses, praise God for the staff and their uh, stewardship and expenses were five million three and change. That means that there's a, about a five hundred thousand dollars spread between our income and expenses. How many of you know that's good? You don't want it running the other way. Then you see kind of the breakout below. That's actually connected to the graph at the right. Our 2018 budget is five point six million. So we've set our budget for 2018 actually less than our tithe from 2017. We're moving forward conservatively as we're moving into this year, uh, building a new facility. Um, and then you see a couple other numbers there. Praise God, we'd, we retired $489,000 worth of debt. So as we came to the end of 2017, uh, we paid off all of our mortgages, all of our debt. Uh, so today we're debt-free, position, positioning us to move forward into this next season. 
Then on top of all of that, there was an additional 363000 and change given to facility development. So that was the purchasing of the land for our East Lincoln congregation uh, and some things that's happened with our facility in Statesville and then preparing us as we move forward. As you look to the opposite side, listen, this is what it's all about. This is why we do what we do. We had 393 salvations um, in 2017, uh, uh, 1,463 first-time guests, 128 new partners, 70 water baptisms, 68 spirit baptisms, 16 healings. We had 113,000 given to global missions. We sent 62 individuals on mission assignments in 2017. And then we, uh, we gave away 203,000 in local outreach, partnering with 76 different organizations in our community. And a little map at the bottom shows you where we sent mission teams to, where we had uh, impact globally in the countries we served in. And let me say this morning, all of this is possible because of you. Listen, you are Grace Covenant. Grace Covenant's not a building. Grace Covenant is individuals like yourself. Listen, this is only possible because you were willing to give, to go, and to serve. And through your giving, going, and serving, this is what I know, hundreds of lives have been impacted and eternally changed because of your faithfulness to partner with what God's doing in our community around the world. So 2017 was a phenomenal year. Beyond the numbers you see here, there's a ton of God stories. I don't have time to tell you all of the stories this morning. But I do want to highlight a few of the events of, of this past year. Again, we're one church that meets in three locations. So let me tell you about our two campuses. Uh, we have our Statesville church family meeting to the north. Just last Sunday I was there. I had the opportunity to bring the word Sunday morning, and I'm telling you, there's excitement, there's momentum. I saw a lot of new faces, uh, so there's growth happening, they're impacting the community, and they are getting ready to move into uh, a new facility, a leased facility, not a, a facility we're buying, but we are upfitting a new facility, so in about six weeks they're going to be in a new location that's going to better position them to reach the Statesville region um, the community there. And then our East Lincoln congregation, while they're continuing to thrive on the west side of the lake, man, as the community's growing, the church is growing, dynamic things are happening. You know, this year we purchased the 10 acres of land for our East Lincoln congregation. You see a picture of it here. I know some of you, it's a little hard to see, but right where those trees are at, if you can think forward about two years, there's going to be a worship facility, a brand new worship facility where those trees are at that's going to enable us to better reach the fast-growing community on the west side of the lake. So great things are happening in our East Lincoln congregation. Grateful for the leadership there who's, man, they're serving so well. And we can celebrate what's happening on our campuses. And then we have, we had some great ministry events this year that I want to, again, just quickly highlight. We had our all-star sports camp, our VBS. 
And it was amazing, dynamic again. You see some of uh, the children here. We had 796 children that were served by 235 awesome volunteers. We had 92 children who accepted Christ as their Savior during the week of our all-star sports camp. And then we have our neighborhood care center. Um, It was fully operational. This was our first year being fully in operation you know, all that we dreamt that the care center would be, it's become. Impacting our, our, our neighbors uh, about a mile and a half away. For those of you who would be new and you're not familiar with the term neighborhood care center, about two years ago, two and a half years ago, God really spoke to our hearts and said, you've got to move into the neighborhood. And we did. We bought a lot. We built a house right in the neighborhood about a mile and a half from here. So literally, we took Jesus to the neighborhood so that we could build relationships, so that individuals could experience Christ through Grace Covenant in their neighborhood. And there's so many programs that we're running through the Care Center. Let me just highlight a couple. One of my favorite is the bike repair shop where we have men who are mentoring teens, mentoring children, boys and girls showing up. And they have to earn... Not, this is not giveaway. They have to earn a bicycle. And in that, we have men from Grace Covenant, full of the Holy Spirit, who are mentoring these children, speaking into their lives. And as they work through a whole process of training, then they get to earn a bike. So we had 50 children show up this year. 41 of those children actually graduated. And for each of those children, they got a new bicycle, they got a Bible, they got a certificate, and we had an opportunity to pray over them. It was phenomenal. I got to be at a couple of those ceremonies talking about the real stuff. If you want to know what church looks like, folks, this is it. In the neighborhood. Not only that, we, we were able to feed um, families every month. We do a grocery distribution we serve 400 families, averaging about 35 a month. Also, there's a kind of a tutoring program that's happening there where we have an opportunity to encourage and affirm children uh, as they're um, in school about the educational process. This year, I think so far, we've had uh, 48 children that's come to the Learning Center for tutoring uh, and encouragement. And so we're grateful for all of the volunteers. We've had about 90 volunteers from Grace Covenant who've been serving in a neighborhood care center. And then we have our Room in the Inn ministry. Room in the Inn ministry is where we bring our homeless neighbors on our campus. They spend the night. They get to sleep in a warm bed. They get a hot meal. And they get to experience Jesus Christ through the Grace Covenant family. This year we've had the privilege of serving 120 homeless individuals. We've had 560 volunteer spots filled. Uh, It takes 40 volunteers every Thursday evening to uh, carry out this ministry. I know many of you have been a part of this. You've been blessed to serve uh, those who are presently homeless and for some looking for hope you've been there and so thank you for your service so far this year through room in the end we've had six of our neighbors make a decision to receive christ as their savior from room in the end ministry we moved into the fall of this year we had our thanksgiving um 
basket giveaway where we have like this complete Thanksgiving meal that we're blessed to put together and, and then serve families in our community. This year we gave away 245 full meals, Thanksgiving uh, dinners. Uh, we had 133 people show up to serve. Again, listen, when you show up to serve, let me tell you what you're doing. You're being Christ. It's really simple. When we show up to represent Christ, what we're His hands, we're His feet. Happening through Grace Covenant. And then as we, we came into December and we had Christmas Joyland, which is always one of my favorite events, we were blessed this year to serve 234 families. Uh, we had 246 volunteers who showed up being a part of Christmas Joyland. Uh, not only were families blessed with all of these uh, products that you brought, but we had seven individuals who received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior through Christmas Joyland. And then rolling to the end of the year, we had our, our Christmas Eve celebration, which was a phenomenal time of worship. And, and I, wanna, I just want to identify this, because for me it's a defining point for us as a church family. And we had our highest attendance ever in our 81 years of 81 year history here in the community. On Christmas Eve, all of our campuses combined, we had 4,550 people come to experience Jesus through worship at Grace Covenant. Eighteen of those individuals received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Phenomenal, a phenomenal evening of worship. So looking back, looking back to 2017, um, wow, God was so good. I know some of you just patty caked a little bit, but two things that we want to do. We're going to applaud God this morning. Then I want to offer a prayer of thanksgiving. So you, would you join me in just applauding God for His work through our church family? Well, Lord, this morning we are truly humble that You would choose to work through us, God, that You would not only bring Your grace to us, but You would flow Your grace through us to our community and to the nations. Lord, thanks for all of those who served, all of those who gave, all of those who sacrificed. Because, Lord, what I know as a result of the generosity of this congregation, lives have been eternally changed. Third, not just locally, but globally, as we sent teams to New York City, as we sent teams to Belize and the Nicaragua, the Ivory Coast. Lord, it was not just here, but Lord, literally to the nations. You gave us the privilege in this season of being Your hands and Your feet. And so Lord, we thank You for what You accomplished. Lord, the opportunities You brought and how You revealed Your greatness through us in this past season. And Lord, we celebrate that. Lord, now we look forward to the season that's before us with great anticipation. Because Lord, we believe not only have you done great things, but God, we believe greater days are ahead. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, now that we've celebrated the past, let's talk about our present and our future. We have a kingdom mission and we have a kingdom assignment. God has raised up Grace Covenant Church for such a time as this to be about His work in our community and in our world. We're on a mission, and it's not mission impossible, it's mission possible. 
through God's provision, through God's work in our lives. So, so we have a mission. So what is our mission? The mission here at Grace Covenant is this. Helping people become like Jesus by loving God and serving others. Listen, this is your mission. If you, if you would call Grace Covenant your home, then this is your mission. Certainly it's a corporate mission, but please understand this is your mission statement. Because, listen, Grace Covenant Church is not a building. Right? Grace Covenant Church is people. Matter of fact, just look around you this morning. Go ahead, look around you. Don't look at me, look around you. What are you looking at? You're looking at Grace Covenant Church. Because Grace Covenant Church is made up of people. People who have been redeemed and restored by Christ. Who are now about His mission. So, our mission corporately, and your mission personally... As a partner at Grace Covenant is this, we're helping people become like Jesus by loving God and serving others. Now this mission statement comes right out of God's Word, and it, and it comes out of a defining moment that happened in my life in August of 1995. Now, I know some of you have heard this story before, but bear with me as I tell it one more time, because this story is just as real for me today as it was the t- 22 years ago when it happened. My wife and I were returning to um, the Lake Norman area. We'd been in the wilderness of West Texas and we were coming back to the promised land. I'm driving down Interstate 40. I was driving a U-Haul truck. Uh, my wife was behind in the car. So it's just, I mean, just me and Hound Dog Buford and God. And I was talking with God much like I'm talking to you. And I remember, I remember saying this, God, I know what I'm going back to, but I have to know what you want me to be about. What do you want me to give my life to? And in my 48 years of following Jesus, I've not had many experiences like this. But it was like God was in the truck with me. The impression of the Spirit was that clear. And this is what God said to me 22 years ago. He said, I want you to teach the people of Grace Covenant to love me. It's an issue of priority. And I want you to teach them to love one another. It's an issue of service. Over 22 years, that's what we've been living out. Because I believe not only did God speak to me that which was His heart, as revealed in Matthew 22, but I believe that day on Interstate 40, God gave me a mission not only myself, but the mission for Grace Covenant. That we would be about loving God and serving others. We find this mission clearly defined in the words of Jesus. Actually, He says it's the, it's, it's the statement of the greatest commandment. Matthew chapter 22. The religious leaders were trying to trap Jesus in their trickery and in their questions. And in the midst of it, they asked Him, and what's the greatest commandment? And listen to what Jesus said. Matthew 22 verse 37. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and all of the prophets hang on these two commandments or are summarized in these two commandments. So Jesus brings the religious leaders to what really matters. He says, it's all summed up in this. You take everything in the Old Testament, made way for this, the coming of the Messiah, God's redemption plan. 
And all the law and prophets is summarized in, in loving God and in loving others. Loving God, and then that love lived out as we serve others. That's why at Grace Covenant, we're committed to doing what? Loving God and serving others. Jesus said it was the most important of the commandments. And it's our marching orders. So let's talk about these two actions just for a couple minutes. First, we want to be ever-growing in our relationship with God. We want to be learning to love God more. Love Him more. Now, before we talk about our love for God, we really have to talk about His love for us. Listen, God loves us. He loves you. Let's make it personal. He loves you outrageously, unconditionally, recklessly, and radically. Listen, even with all of your failures, your flops, your mishaps, your mess-ups, His love for you never changes. It's an unconditional love. Dr. Bill Bright states it well. I have this quote there in your notes. He says, God's love is the only reason we exist. It's the why of creation, whereas His power is the how. Love demands an object, therefore we are created as the object of God's love. So God loves each of us with a reckless, pure love. Now we want to be those who in return are learning to love God and to trust Him. So at Grace, at Grace, our goal is to help you discover the greatness of God's love. To grow in that. To grow in your understanding. Not just to know about, but to experience the dynamic, never-ending, overflowing love of God. You know, Paul, as he was writing to the believers at Ephesus, prayed that they would come to experience God's love. Matter of fact, listen as I read this. Ephesians 3.17 Paul says, And I pray that you will be rooted and established in love, and you may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses all knowledge. Listen, here at Grace, we want to help you experience God's love and to grow, to grow in that great love, to live confidently in that love. Not only to grow in the great love, but also to grow in your love relationship with God. Their goal is to help you abound in your love. That's how Paul wrote to the believers at Philippi in Philippians 1.9. He says, I pray that you would abound in every way in your love for God. Not only do we want to see you grow in your love relationship with God, but we want to help you live out the love of God. I had this kind of word picture about living out the love of God. Have, have you ever tried to carry a bucket of water, let's say a five-gallon bucket of water that was like full to the brim? You ever tried to carry You know what I'm... What, what, if it's full to the brim and you're trying to carry it, what's going to happen? You're going to get wet, right? It's going to splash out. Listen, if you can think of that picture in the same way, we want to be so full of the love of God that everywhere we go, it splashes out of our bucket. And people experience God's love. Why? Because we're so full of the love of God. 
then our lives become contagious. Why? Because of the love of God in us and our neighbors, people that we work with. They experience God through us because we're so full of love and His love is splashing out. So, So first and foremost, here at Grace, we want you to know to grow and to fully experience the love of God. And the second part of Jesus' command, the second part of our mission at Grace is this. It's serving others. In verse 39, Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine, Jesus went on to say, and the second commandment is like it, like the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. See, the love of God transforms our lives. We're called to live out our love relationship with others. We're called to serve others the very way that Jesus Christ served us. You know, there's a parallel passage to Matthew 22. It's found in John chapter 13, verse 34. And this verse is for us. It's about us. So let's read it together. Would you read this with me? A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my my disciples if you love one another. Jesus says here that love is the identifier. Love is the qualifier. Notice He says, People's going to know, your neighbors are going to know, your peers at work are going to know, your friends at school are going to know, they're going to know you're my follower. How? By how you love. I think it's interesting that Jesus didn't say that they're going to know you're my follower by how much knowledge you have. They're going to know you're my follower by how many scriptures you memorize. They're going to know you're my follower by how many times you go to church or... They're going to know you're my follower because of the great professions of faith that you made. That's not what he said. Really simple. He says, your neighbors are going to know that you belong to me because they see love in your life. And they experience love from your life. You see, folks, for love to be real, it has to move. For love to be real, it has to act. It can't just be words. You know, the last thing we want to do is sit in the comfort of this building and talk about love and talk about love and talk about love. If all we do is talk about love, then hear me, friends, it's really not love. Love acts. Love moves. Love responds. So that's why we're, we're loving God and we're, and, and we're serving others. Hey, love is the motivator. Love sees the need. It, it moves to action. And love sacrifices so who is Grace Covenant? What is our mission? What is the heart of who we are? This is the heart of Grace Covenant. If you're new and you're wondering what's Grace Covenant all about, here it is. We're loving God and we're serving others. This is what I believe, folks. You know me, I've got to keep it really simple. If we can get this love thing right, we can change the world. That's why Jesus would say, they'll know you're my followers by how you love. Read about the early church in the book of Acts. Why did the early church explode? Let me tell you why it exploded. The disciples, the early followers of Christ, they were living out love. Someone had a need, they were giving to meet the need. 
People were selling their farms, selling their land. They were giving, but it was love in action. I brought this explosion that we see in the early church in the, in the book of Acts. Listen, what I'm confident of is that as we truly wholeheartedly love God with all of our hearts, all of our minds, and all of our souls, and as we love our neighbor, the church will become like this transforming force in our community and in our world. So let me conclude this morning by telling you what this looks like moving forward. And God has greater plans, greater purpose, and greater potential for you and for our, for our Grace Covenant family corporately. So for you personally and for us corporately, God has greater plans, greater purpose, and greater potential. Let me remind you again, 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this, No eye is seen, no ear is heard, no mind has conceived. What God has prepared for those who love Him. In other words, what God's planning for us, what God has set us up for is more and greater than our minds can even begin to comprehend, even begin to understand. That's why I say with confidence, God has greater plans, greater purpose, greater potential. So as we're moving into this new season, 2018 and beyond, what's our vision? Our vision's this. We want every person becoming like Christ. Imagine what would happen if, if every individual, so when I say every individual, I'm talking about you if you're one. I'm talking about all of the folks joining us on our other campuses. Imagine what would happen if every individual at Grace Covenant would make a decision that they're going to get into shape spiritually and become more like Christ. Wow. All of a sudden... The church becomes dangerous. All of a sudden, outrageous, God-ordained, God-directed things begin to happen. Why? Because there's a group of people who say, God, we want you more than anything else. We're pursuing you. We're available to you and for you. Listen, this is what I know. Dynamic God stuff would begin to happen. So we want to help every individual at Grace Covenant connect to some type of healthy community. That's our goal. We want to help you connect to community. A group of some type. So you can be affirmed, encouraged. So you can be growing in your faith life. Why? We want every person becoming like Christ. We want to see marriages strive rather than being consumer focused. We want marriages to be Christ focused. And we want to help you get there. And listen, when marriages are Christ-focused, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have healthy, vibrant families that God's working in and through. Our goal is, is to see our children and youth growing in their faith and becoming fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Folks, this is what I know. As we become like Christ, and as we fully commit to follow Him, the church becomes vibrant, effective, and a, and a loving force in our community. Listen, we're not here. We're not here just to hold the fort till Jesus comes. If you're looking for a church where you can just hang out in the comfort of a pew and hang on to Jesus come, you showed up at the wrong address. Listen, we're, we're partnering with God to see our community transformed by the power and the love of Christ. That's our mission. 
So we have every person becoming like Christ. Then we want to see every neighborhood transformed by Christ's love. In 2018, we want to mobilize the church. So again, who's the church? You're the church. I'm the church. So what we want to put the church in motion. Listen, if we're going to impact our community, it ha- it, the only way it's going to happen is this. It's individuals like yourself getting serious about being a follower of Jesus Christ. It's individuals like yourself living out the love of Christ in your neighborhood. Individuals like yourself living out the love of Christ in the marketplace. Listen, that's your mission assignment. In 2018, we want to mobilize the church. That's how we're going to, that's how we're going to see every neighborhood transformed by the love of Christ. See, I believe that we can see the Lake Norman, East Lincoln, Statesville, and greater Charlotte area changed as we embrace our mission. So all things are possible with God. He's not limited in any way. He can do all things well. So this year, this year we're going to continue the dynamic ministry that's happening through the Neighborhood Care Center, we want to ratchet it up a notch. We've made some discoveries. We're learning. We believe we can have greater impact in our community through the Neighborhood Care Center. This year, we're going to provide several opportunities for you to invite friends and neighbors to come and hear the Gospel message. Listen, one of the things we've discovered here is we've kind of looked at the numbers that 65 to 70 percent of the people who show up at Grace Covenant come for the first time because someone invited them. Isn't that pretty amazing? Matter of fact, let's do this really quick. How many of you would say, maybe it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but you would say that you found your way to Grace Covenant because someone told you about Grace Covenant or they invited you to Grace Covenant? How many of you? Yeah, look around the room. Amazing. We're going to create opportunities. Like this sportsman event. We have a, a, a week-long outreach campaign that we're going to be doing where you can say, hey, come and listen. Come and hear. We're going to continue to actively pursue God and believe for an outpouring of His Holy Spirit. In this year, we're going to construct and pay for a new facility that will better help us carry out our mission. Again, folks, there's no limit to what God can do. As we make ourselves available. Then we want to see the world restored by Christ's power. Listen, our mission is not just to our community. Our mission is to the world. We want the whole church to take the whole gospel to the whole world. Really simple. The whole church to take the whole gospel to the whole world. Jesus charged to each of us is to carry the gospel to the nations. Matthew 28, just before Jesus ascended to heaven, He says, go into all nations and make disciples. It's part of our mission. It's part of our assignment. It's part of our marching order. What to, to go to go to the nations. Listen, if you want to be like Jesus, you have to have a heart for the world. You can't be satisfied with just you and your friends and your family knowing Christ. Listen, there's six billion people around the world and Jesus wants all of His children to be rescued. All of His children to be brought into the family. And listen, He's given us the privilege of being a part of that. So in 2018, we're going to be sending mission teams to Blind Fort, Kentucky and in New York City. They're going to be serving the poor. They're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Sharing the gospel message. This year, we're sending a team to Nicaragua. Nicaragua, they're going to be helping build a church. We're, we're funding and building a new church in Dairo, Nicaragua. 
We're going to be training leaders. We're going to be doing VBSs in different cities throughout Nicaragua. We're believing for, listen, hundreds of salvations as we send a team to Nicaragua. We're working on some possibilities of Puerto Rico and, and the recovery that's happening there. You know, we have more on that in the coming weeks as we're trying to discover how we can help. Then this year we're launching into a five-year strategic partnership with the Ivory Coast. And I'm telling you, I'm more excited about this than maybe anything I've been in a long time. Remember a couple years ago we, we helped fund the Gospel of John to be translated to two, for two people groups who did not have God's Word in their heart language. Well, that was a seed. If you can think of it, that was a seed that we sowed. And now fast forward two years, we're getting ready to move into this five-year strategic partnership where this year we're going to be sending leaders in partnership with Foursquare Ivory Coast. We're going to be sending leaders into these people groups that we did the Gospel of John for. And they're going to plant two to three churches this year among those people groups. Not only receiving the Gospel of John, but vibrant churches starting. In this five-year strategic partnership, we're going to be raising up leaders that's going to be going to the nations in the northern region of Africa, Muslim, dominant Muslim nations, people who've never heard the Gospel message. They're going to hear the Gospel message as we're partnering with Foursquare Ivory Coast through resourcing, through sending teams. This five-year partnership, we believe that we're going to see hundreds of thousands of people come to Christ. We're going to see not five, ten, but maybe 25, 30 churches planted in the Ivory Coast and the northern regions of Africa. Think about this. Think about what it might be like one day when you get to heaven. And there's someone who approaches you that you've never seen before. Maybe they have a little darker color skin than yourself because they're coming from the Ivory Coast. And they were to approach you and stick out their hand and say, thank you for sending the gospel message to my people. Because of your investment, I'm in heaven today. Because of your investment, I came to know Christ as my Lord and Savior. And that's the potential of what's before us. Literally the opportunity to impact a nation for the sake of the Gospel. Listen. Friends, we can plan small and pray small and in that limit what God would want to do. It's a possibility. Plan small, pray small. Or, we can plan big and pray big and throw open the doors to the opportunity of what God might want to do this year through this church and this community and around the world. Listen, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has set in motion, what God has prepared, what God is planning for those who are willing to step up and say, here I am, do it through me. Here I am, God, use me. So 2018 is going to be a phenomenal year. Why? Because God has great things and we're making ourselves available. We're saying, here we are, God, use us. 
Well, Lord, I thank You this morning for Your grace to us, for the opportunities that You've brought our way. Lord, again, we thank You. Lord, as we look to our past, what amazing God stories we have to tell. But Lord, as we look to the future, that we would celebrate the past. God, we are so excited about the days, the season that's before us. Greater things, Lord, that's what we know. You have greater plans, greater purpose, greater potential. Lord, here in our community, the Lake Norman area, the East Lincoln area, the Statesville area. Lord, here in this region of North Carolina, and Lord, to the nations of the world, you've called us. And Lord, we say, here we are. Here we are, God. Use us. Here we are. Do it through us. Lord, we're moving in expectation. And we're acting with intentionality to your glory. Amen. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.